Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way new form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Muni Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy. I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's 
cool and Fury Radio FM before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. And we're on the air. Woo! Just like clockwork. Well, six <laughs> minutes into it, I guess. It's not that bad. We've started pretty late before. We started, yeah, we've had worst. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's four minutes. Well, better late than never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're fashionably late. Fashionably late. Oh, look at the baby! I'm Aww, looking at so many um, pictures of David Bowie. David uh, circulating right now that are touching that the heartstrings the goblin kick with the baby <laughs> i remember watching the movie in the 90s and i was like this is so i have awesome. never seen it it's good i liked it yeah. yeah a lot of people who don't like david bowie like him or know him through through labyrinth so mm-hmm. i feel like i should give it a try yeah it's a good place to go <laughs> it's a go-to how was your week my dear oh, exhausting um, I got lost at the Redwoods, which I don't think, I mean, I don't think we were technically lost. Mm-hmm. I just, we didn't know how to get back. You were that's exploring kind of, that's in depth. Yeah, I was exploring in depth. I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. Um, but the bad part of that was that it was raining. So it was like, you're, you're we don't know where to go and it's, ra- it's pouring down on you and you're hungry and you have limited water. You're like, this might be like really bad. Um, <laughs> But uh, it was fun. We made it. We're still, we know we're alive. We're n- we'll never do it again. And um, we learned our lesson. But it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful seeing the red uh, redwood trees in, this, in that aspect. You know, when it, were, it was coming down and there was like fog and it was really, um, I don't know, it just, it looked really beautiful and, um, and kind of dark and eerie in a way, but still kind of like nobody really gets to see this. Because nobody's crazy enough to go to the redwoods when it's raining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are batshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I still think it was worth it. Yeah. Even though it's scary. But it's just yeah. um, it's nice to get a breath of fresh air, like real air. Yeah. From the environment, not just recycled yeah. air all the time, like we're used to. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to recycled air, am I? Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, in the mall, probably. Yeah. It's probably not the best. And then for me, my office building has no windows that actually open. So it's definitely like recycled air all day long. That sounds gross. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's disgusting. But um, I guess there's ways just to balance it out. And that's one of them. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it was amazing. And uh, we went to see Elijah Wood last night. We did. did DJ set at Harlow. We did. Yeah. And um, we touched him <laughs> appropriately. He passed right by us, and we're like, "He's so short. He's like what? my height. Yeah, <laughs> he's really tiny." But I still, yeah, I was still digging it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has like eighty percent of his face is his eyes, like mine. We could have like an eye off. Um, yeah, but he was he was really good. He had really. Um, uh, it was like a lot of variety in his whatever he was mixing. Diversity. Yeah, diversity. And and that one guy from 
Fetiver? Fetiver? I don't know mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Um, they look like Jerry Leto. Or the guy with the long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. his helper or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, they were really good. I don't think the two D- DJs before them were that good. Yeah, I agree. It was very repetitive, which I guess it's just not our scene, I think. Yeah. Uh, club music, but. We were um, definitely out of our element, but um, <laughs> it's nice to mix it up every now and then, you know? Yeah. You can't say we didn't try new things. Definitely. But this is the last new thing we're going to try this year. <laughs> <laughs> Back to regularly scheduled programming. Yes, please. From now on. But um, it's um, with a heavy heart that we're doing uh, another tribute Another tribute to David Bowie today because we were celebrating his birthday last week. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. And then we got the news uh, late Saturday, uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Um, that he had passed away, and I thought it was one of those j- joke posts on on Facebook. Everybody did. And then, um, yeah, and then it, w- it was confirmed. And um, that but, was rough. Yeah, it was tough. But it's like the whole week; it's just been like nonstop, pretty much on um, social media, and um, everyone has like a a story to tell or a memory of you know how their music or how his music affected them and also it's interesting to see people that he's known over the years um specifically Iggy Pop and then he had a really close relationship with Lou Reed mm-hmm. actually I thought that was pretty significant that they're both together again <laughs> as they're meant to be <laughs> um but yeah, it's just interesting to see what, what people wrote. I, I actually liked the post that Madonna um, uh, said a lot of things about how she was really inspired by him. And, um, you know, growing up in suburban uh, America. Detroit, In right? Detroit, yeah. yeah. So I was like, you can come from anywhere and still make something of yourself. <laughs> you just need that little... That Even Detroit. The little spark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's just interesting to see how he's affected each and every one of us in some significant way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and also, uh, Alex Martinez is here. How are you doing over there? How are we doing? We're doing good. Do you have any um, memories of... Uh, Bowie? Yeah. Well, I wasn't, like, the like a big, humongous fan, but, I mean, if you... If you love music, he's just like always around. So mm-hmm. I, I watch. What was that song? Was it China Girl? Yes. I was watching that last night. And I was like, yes, I missed it. <laughs> and I watched him play it like acoustic, and I was like, wow. Oh he really? Makes, he makes damn good pop songs, if, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. Some ke- he had some catchy ones, that's for sure. Oh yeah. And um, I was gonna read. Obviously, the enemy um, has been there probably since the beginning of his career. Yeah, I want to say, but they um, they did a spread um, with some great pictures of him in Labyrinth, um, also uh, the Ziggy Stardust era. Wham, bam, thank you, man. I always had a repulsive need to be something more than human. When he leaned seductively on the shoulder of Mick Ronson in 1972, waggled his finger down the top of the pop's camera lens and cooed, I had to phone someone, so I picked on you. The teenagers watching at home felt a bolt of pop stardom from his fingertip. When he stood in the shadow of the Berlin Wall and sang, We Could Be Heroes, Just For One Day. 
1987, the New Wave generation rallied to his battlements. And when he writhed in a hospital bed in the video for brand new single, Lazarus, none of us knew we were playing a part in his final provocative performance. Leader, visionary, genius, icon, legend. Few musicians deserve such accolades, but David Bowie does. His influence on popular culture, culture, arguably rivaled only by the Beatles, can't be overstated. From mod to folk to glam, from plastic soul to ambient to avant-garde and beyond, Bowie's relentless innovation and reinvention was one of the great driving forces of modern music, impacting on fashion, performance art, film, and sexual politics, too. While his songs inspired countless musicians, his shape-shifting nature, which Bowie put down to restlessness and boredom, laid the blueprint of what a pop star should be, enigmatic, sexy, untouchable. I don't know about that part. Um, and then I'll just uh, briefly go into his background. Born David Robert Jones on January 8th, 1947 in Brixton, London. Bowie's talents first emerged at Burnt Ash Junior School at the age of nine, where his interpretive dance was described as vividly artistic and astonishing by his teachers. Inspired by his father's rock and roll records and his half-brother's interest in modern jazz, Bowie joined a skiffle group as a child in his first rock and roll band, The Conrads, at 15. That was the same year a schoolyard fight with George Underwood, later the artist behind some of his most iconic record (laughs) sleeves, bless you, left him with a permanently dilated pupil, giving the appearance of different colored eyes. The alien was among us. As he edged his way into London's blues rock and cover scene, Bowie's endless nature emerged and he shifted through a series of bands, the King Bees, Manish Boys, the Lower Third, the Buzz, the Riot Squad. Jones eventually signed a solo deal in 1967 and took the name David Bowie to avoid confusion with Davy Jones of the Monkees. His first chart single, The Laughing Gnome, and the surreal psychedelic music hall of his eponymous debut album, Remain Curious. It was when he met dancer Lindsay Kemp and immersed herself in London's bohemian art, theater, and dance scene that Bowie's lengthy golden period began. Space Oddity, released to coincide with 1969's Apollo 11 mission, became his top five hit, yet he soon shifted his sound towards dark and paranoid rock for 1970s, The Man Who Sold the World, and amalgamated the two for 1971 seminal Hunky Dory, named the third best album uh, ever <laughs> by enemy Bowie's image was also in constant flux inco- incorporating outlandish fashions and hairstyles and exploring androgyny he would later claim to be bisexual a brave statement in the days when the likes of Freddie Mercury and Elton John were still in the closet these desperate splatters of images and ideas would cohere in the alien rock god Ziggy Stardust, tragic hero of 1972's The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Ziggy was a glam phenomenon, but Bowie soon found him a burden. Reflecting the events of the album, he killed him <laughs> killed him off on stage at Hammersmith Odeon, reportedly inspiring orgy-like scenes as the audience obeyed the command to turn on with me. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's 
This is like the best article I've ever read by them. Not joking. Having like a time of your life reading. <laughs> but anyways, if you guys want to read more, it's in the latest issue of The Enemy. But I do think it's significant because I feel like The Enemy also played a role in his career, career like from beginning to end. The man, uh, the article's called The Man Who Changed the World. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, calling us. <laughs> I no. bet I bet they're not calling about what we think they're supposed to be calling about. No. <laughs> um, I have uh, wife Fugazi. Fugazi. <laughs> Fugazi. Mm-hmm. I always say it wrong. Fugazi. Politics are as frighteningly relevant today as they were in 1988. Uh, Fugazi. L- yeah, that's right. Fugazi, Fugazi live in Harrisburg. Um. Oh, it's, sorry, it's the title of the picture. Um, this is out of Noisy, which I actually never read a story on the air from that site before, but here we go. <laughs> on the 1988 self-titled EP by Washington, D.C.'s Fugasi, Ian McKay sang, You can't be uh, what you were, a line directed perhaps at fans expecting a new iteration of minor threat, rights uh, of spring or embrace, but it could also have apply to the Fugazi of 2002 looking back at a 15 year run as it geared up for its final US and European tours. The band evolved mystically and lyrically over six albums, three EPs and more than 1,000 live shows played around the world. During the run, Fugazi built its own culture around low ticket prices, offbeat venues and expectations that its audience members would treat uh, one another with respect. Fugazi's final year of shows, most of which are available to download from Fugazi Live series as an online uh, repository of more than 800 shows offered at $5 each, served both as a crescendo and tantalizing glimpse of how the band might have continued to evolve had it not been gone on an indefinite hiatus starting in 2003. Fifteen years of touring shaped Fugazi into a tightly knit unit. Drummer Brendan Canty and bassist Joe Lally held down a ridiculously tight rhythms influenced by go-go funk and reggae that left plenty of space up top for dual guitarist and vocalist McKay and Guy Pichotto. Sorry, <laughs> butchered that name. To interweave um, melodies mixing clean chiming tones with screaming sheets of noise. Song variations appeared often a minor shift in the beat or to guitar line, making each performance feel different. What sticks out most, though, remains the band's interaction with its audience. Early on, Fugazi developed a reputation for verbally challenging aggressive crowd members in service of providing a safe space for everyone. Usually that took a form of verbal (laughs) reprimands, but occasionally required going a bit farther. After stopping several times, uh, because of a crowd fight during 1995 show in Periora, Illinois, the band requested the audience all sit down and allow the guys causing problems to mosh themselves until they grew uncomfortable and left. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of cute. Um, the band's album are packed with political songs that still resonate today from Suggestion, a song about rape from the first EP with implications that play directly into the epidemic of sexual assault on college campuses hmm. to five corporations from 1998 and hits, which addresses the over- ever-growing influence of multinational companies. 
The band's final album, 2001's The Argument, was released a month after the attacks of September 11, 2001, and the performances that followed in 2002 occurred during those bizarre, awkward months before the U.S. invasion of Iraq in the spring of 2003. McKay and Picciotto often devo uh, devoted time between songs to discussing issues such as patri uh, patriotism, gentrification, and increasing militarization of America's police departments. Topics that remain as crucial today as in 2002. Fugazi took on the first President Bush when they played at an iconic protest show in front of the White House. 11 years later, here's McKay in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, quoting, Meanwhile, they're dropping huge metal explosive devices all over human beings, all over the world. Meanwhile, the debate rages. Meanwhile, it's not okay to even say this. War is incorrect and bad and patriotism is a loathsome quality. Because to be a patriot means you have to support the kind of ugliness and violence that is being encouraged all over the world at this moment. Please mm. count me out of unpatriot forever." End quote. The bat promoted upcoming peace rallies and commended Americans to protest military action during a time in which political world was pounding war drums. And Harrison uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, McKay described a peace rally that took place in Washington, D.C. about two weeks after all those planes crashed. Mm -hmm. Quoting, of course the police misbehaved, but that's part of the situation we have to contend with these days. McKay, uh, end quote. Um, they're very upset or angry and they spend an awful lot of money on these spaceman outfits they're wearing these days when they deal with human beings. I'm not sure if they're just testing their equipment or what, but they just beat the shit out of people for no reason. Uh, fast forward 13 years later, and it's still too easy to draw straight lines. Not just an increasingly unstable ge uh, geopolitics of Euro Eastern European and Middle East, but to the deaths of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and Eric Gardner in New York City, both of whom were killed by police officers while unarmed. When protests erupted over the deaths, police uh, responded with heavy-handed action that sounds awfully similar to the McKay described in 2002. War and police brutality seemed fairly straightforward to gentrification and link between neighborhoods that, um, and the housing market. Last November, Dave Grohl fronted that Austin, Texas was losing its artsy character during an interview promoting the Sonic Highway series. McKay spoke about its onstage um, McKay spoke about it on stage in Austin in 2002. The first song is about the fact that human beings actually are physically beings that must exist somewhere. So while there is all this scuffle going about the development of people getting involved in getting moving in out of the neighborhoods and activists trying to fit and save them, people trying to cash in. All this sort of stuff. Ultimately, there's humans beings in the middle, hum in the middle, middle of all this who are just being shuffled one way or another. Uh, he delivered a similar introduction in Asheville, which last year landed on a Yahoo Finance list of cities where people can't afford homes. The Asheville uh, blade was patronized. Public housing in the major, is a major issue. The um, space where Fugazi played has changed hands multiple times, and now housing is a houses are martini bars. Fugazi also took on the politics of the music business. The band embedded its politics into its business model, consistently selling tickets prices below $10 and spurning corporate clubs in favor of alternatives, alternatives when possible. Hmm. In Huntington, West Virginia, McKay detailed how, band, how the band worked with a newbie promoter to 
moved the show out of last minute after the city set building inspectors to the previously scheduled venue on the morning of the show. Discord Records helped blaze the trail built around the punk principle of doing it yourself. Today, the music industry seems to be moved both closer and further away from the, that model. iTunes, Spotify, and others have made it easier to, um, than ever for listeners to consume music while also making access um, and profit more difficult for musicians. At the time, however, technology has embedded bands to more easily communicate uh, to more easily communicate and distribute music directly to their fans. Mm -hmm. The question of whether Fugazi will return from hiatus remains tantalizing as ever. This court's um, FAQ leaves the door open, but its members' multiple projects make it f feel unlikely. Consider the Fugazi live series at Stopgap, a way to engage and hear bands that only become more relevant since it's stopped playing. A final thought from McKay during Fugazi's fi uh, final U.S. show. Uh, Fifteen years from now, I can almost guarantee we're going to all sit around and say, what the fuck was that about? What was happening? What is that? They put fences around everything. There's a cop on every corner. What happened to us? End huh. quote. That's interesting. Oh, that was a really long article. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> but it, it seems like they're... I just thought it was important to read because it's obviously super relevant mm -hmm. and this is back like they said 15 years ago and what they were fighting for is actually what musicians are starting to fight for now so mm -hmm. that's just something about her that was a precursor mm -hmm. Alex how do you feel about uh, people downloading music and purchasing through iTunes um, <clears throat> well I mean I think the the thing about it is, is that, I don't know, from, at least from my generation, I'm 30, like, people found it weird that I, like, still bought CDs. <laughs> I, I was, like, deemed, like, a weirdo. And, I'm like, a weirdo, too. And, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm fine with being a weirdo if that, if that makes me weird. Yeah. But, like, the people that, I, a lot of people that I, I knew, they're, I mean, now, like, the whole music industry or, or was it just about releasing like the single you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i think like there's this great art that's being missed is is that is the the thing about an album because i i don't know for me like just just listening to a single it'd be just like looking at like at a corner of like the mona lisa like you're not you're just getting a little bit of it mm -hmm. you know but now it's kind of unfortunate that artists are just going to just release a single i don't know for for me as a musician like of course, I want to have great songs, but I want to have like a great overall album. You know, totally. that's important for me. And and I don't know, like I think it's going. I think we're having a reaction when I look around. We're having a reaction to this like big, this music industry that's just kind of very vapid. And like you were talking about those guys, I, I don't see too many musicians like standing up for like just having like a moral voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what happened? Mm -hmm. You know? So. Um, as far as like iTunes, yeah, it, it it killed the music industry. But part of me thinks like a lot of the, a lot of music like during the eighties was like really excessive. Like there was just so much excess. So maybe it needed to be re destroyed and recreated. So it's kind of, kind of bittersweet. <laughs> you have to change the yeah. the format or revolutionize yeah. the format so that the artistry gets out there differently. It's just a matter of how There's, to yeah. make them how to make a living 
just still it. people making great music. You just have to search for it a little harder. Exactly. I don't really mind doing that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we find out about plenty of interesting things happening just here in the city. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, yeah. God, we spend way too much money on. <laughs> We're like the opposite of most people, probably. Yeah, I spend a lot of money on music, too, yeah. but it's worth it. You know, yeah, and going to all. shows, like... We want to yeah, keep seeing definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, seeing a band in a show is way different than like listening to like their hit single or whatever, something on iTunes. I mean, you get to see this whole... Production. You know, experience. It's more of an experience, for sure. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about your project and what you've been doing. Well, I'm Alex Martinez. Um, hi, I Alex. actually... Hi. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> but uh, I, my musical project, actually, my last name is Joslyn Martinez, so I took that... Joslum, J-A-S-I-E-L-U-M, mm-hmm. um, and I actually I actually named it that. So if you go to Facebook backslash Joslum, you'll see my music. I'm also on SoundCloud. Um, I kind of named it after that's my mother's maiden name after my grandfather. I don't know. Like the older that I got, I realized like he died when I was like 14, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even younger. But the older, I don't know, for me, like, getting older, I realized that the people that are around when I, I was younger, like, wow, they, like, really meant a lot to me. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it kind of took some some distance, some, you know, for me to realize that. So, um, I don't know, like, a couple of years ago, like, I, I, I played, I, I first bought a guitar when I was, like, 18, then I put it down for, like, seven years, then I picked it back up, like, three years ago, and I just started playing nonstop. And it's more like the folk rock kind of vein. Like, I think one of my inspirations is uh, Ryan Adams. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Just, like, him with acoustic guitar and harmonica. Uh-huh. Like, just, like, whoa. <laughs> it's really moving to me. I'm like, wow. Huh. Um, and, yeah, so I just love just playing, singing, um, just trying to get myself out there. Mm-hmm. You know? So would you say what you're doing now is similar to what you were doing three years ago? Or how, how has it evolved over time? Well, a lot of it's evolved is getting better at playing the instrument, for sure. Because mm-hmm. kind of when I f- picked it back up again, I was just like, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, get, I guess it's evolved. The songwriting's definitely gotten better and tighter. And I don't know, when I write music now, it's because when I first started writing songs, they were, they were like six minutes long. And one of the best critiques is like, you know, I really like your music. Just kind of make it shorter. It's like, all right, you know. <laughs> so... I mean, just eliminating things that don't need to be there and having this kind of just nice package, I think. Definitely. And when you're um, recording, do you usually do it in your own bedroom or are you in a recording studio? How does the process work um, for you? It's my bedroom. Um, I kind of, I've invested, I think one of, one of the really important things I've done is invest money in myself. So I bought, I bought some like, decent like recording equipment like a really nice microphone mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i mostly record in my bedroom i mean try to make it sound as good as possible right <laughs> and uh so tell us uh what are you working on at the moment are you working well, right now on i'm debut? trying to teach myself how to play piano oh okay <laughs> well that's that a task <laughs> <laughs> um not that i've mastered the guitar but i think like as a songwriter like, of course, like, I don't know, like, as soon as I started writing music, like, people, like, my musical taste kind of got 
they didn't really drastically change, but you become to appreciate things a lot more. So I think like the piano is like the ultimate tool to write music, just because you can you have like the bass and you can write the lead and the harmonies all at once, right. know, especially as a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. just kind of trying to do it by yourself. Um, so yeah, like definitely that. And uh, I don't know, I'm tr- I'm just trying to. I have about on SoundCloud, I have about 18 songs, and I think I'm gonna try to record like an album. You know, see awesome. Just pass it around. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And have you been playing any shows locally? I played. I, I I've played a couple shows at the Milk Bar, um, but I need to play more shows. Hopefully, this will get the word out there that I'm ready to be booked. <laughs> right on. And yeah. is it usually a solo show, or would it be a uh, full no, band? No, I'm actually playing a duo. Okay. Um, so I have another guy who plays lead. Mm-hmm. He's not here tonight, but uh, yeah. And I'm more if anyone wants to. I mean, I need a drummer and a bass player. <laughs> where, so, yeah. Where can they find you online? Um, SoundCloud backslash Joslum. That's J-A-S-I-E-L-U-M. You'll see all my music on there. You can contact me through that. That would be the easiest. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And um, we look forward to hearing some songs from you tonight. Oh, yeah, Did you want to, are you going to perform for us? Or oh, absolutely, yeah. I can also check on my... Yeah, I'll perform for you guys. Oh, cool. well, lucky us. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe in the meantime, we can play some Bowie songs. Sounds great. <laughs> Stay tuned for more... <laughs> more Mutiny <What>? Radio. Just <laughs> <laughs> Till Tuesday. Da 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 da. 
Love You Till Tuesday from his first album, his first release, and um, more to come later on. And we have Alex Martinez is here, and he's going to be playing us one of his songs. What's the title of this one? This is called Loneliness. Mr. Happy Go Lucky over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, All let's right. hear it. is a friend of mine If you see him, tell him I said hi If you can't even love yourself Good luck with anybody else
was a great one. Thank you. What was the inspiration for that one? I think it's a lot about finding out about yourself and uh, realizing that nobody's like, you feel like you're unhappy, nobody's going to fix you, that you kind of have to figure that out yourself, find out happiness for yourself. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And um, what bands have you been playing with in the recent past that you enjoyed? That I've been playing with that I enjoyed? Mm Mm-hmm. I really haven't played with too many bands, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, Artists? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the bands that I enjoy, really, that I've seen, maybe, like, more in a small scene, there's this great band called, like, Pearl Charles from Southern California, who kind of reminded me of, like, Heart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as, like, the music that I go see, it's mostly, like, Americana. Like, Jason Isbell. Um, he's, like, incredible. One of the best, like, acoustic singer-songwriters I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And um, where would you like to see yourself performing outside of the Bay Area? Um, I wouldn't mind performing in L.A. I don't know. It seems like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, honestly, like, like uh, I'm not, like, a struggling musician. Like, I have a, you know, a decent job, and this is just kind of, like, something that I just love to do. I mean, my only goal was to learn how to sing and play guitar, so just like cool. So it's just like take things as they go. And the fact that I'm here is just kind of like amazing to me. <laughs> just like whoa. <laughs> yeah. I always have to, to remind myself, like, am I being grateful enough, you know, for things? So, uh huh. Yeah. It all started with one email. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think you sent me <laughs> on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me the SoundCloud link. I was like, does that mean you want to be on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see about this. But, you know, it's a good starting point. Yeah, At least definitely. you have, you know, you have that going for you. Do you, are you able to interact with your listeners or your listening audience? Well, I think point? I'm just trying to build like a base right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a horrible self-promoter. That's like the one part that I really kind of just like, uh, like, I mean, it's kind of like, difficult enough to get up and like play music in front of people and then you have to like go out and just like promote yourself and that's part of the thing I really don't it's like whatever but you kind of have to do it so yes um yeah I think SoundCloud is the best way like I mean I've made a lot of connections on there Mm -hmm. for me I mean and open mics open mics are cool I just it's like hard to play them because you got to sit there and wait you know, all night, and then I work, like, I have to wake up at 5 in the morning to work, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, my, my current, I'm, I'm an electrician, and I work in construction, so that that's kind of, like, another thing. It's, like, uh, it's a Monday night. It's, like, okay, should I go down to Hotel Utah and put my name in a hat and just, like, wait till I go on at 12? Right. <laughs> it may or may and not wake happen. Wake up the next day and be on a ladder on the side <laughs> of a building, like, uh. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this yeah. right now. <laughs> I never know. Who would you say um, are some of your influences besides Brian Adams? Um, well, I mean, definitely like the Beatles. They're like the ultimate, probably. <laughs> I think that any, any musician would say that. Um, I don't know. I see my, like, I love like like Roy Orbison. Like, thing, like, like, like kind of a rockabilly. He just sings about like, just like, it's like he has just this sadness, which is like amazing to me. Um, I love like John Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. I mean Springsteen. Um, I don't know. My first like really love of music is actually like grunge. So mm. I, don't, I don't play that kind of music at all, but I still love to listen to it. Right, <laughs> right on. Like Soundgarden. I love Soundgarden. 
Have you ever seen him live, Chris Cornell? Yeah, I've seen him acoustic. He's amazing. He's definitely, he just released like a folk album, which is, I think is really good. So it's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. to check that out. Mm-hmm. And do you want to play another song for us? Absolutely. The microphone is... <laughs> Make sure that... Still in tune here. All right, this is called Can't You Hear. Guitar in this three day old deal. Mm-hmm. I have native blood in me, I feel all those tears. I learn their ways, then hold them dear. I give my love to the atmosphere Can't you hear? Can't you hear? This valley's deeper than I thought Takes my blues and ties it in a knot. Conductor, conductor, are you near? You dropping others off, living a life of fear. Yes, I can. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that one. I had this, I don't know, I feel like train travel is like, that's a, that's a, I had this like dream about being on a train and being dropped off in the middle of nowhere. And I feel like train travel to me, it just seems like very like a very romantic way of travel. And something that's kind of been like lost upon us because everyone wants to get to, to their destination so fast, but I think a lot of like human history has been about the trials and tribulations about getting somewhere. Yes. It's only been a very recent invention, like the airplane, like the, you know, the automobile. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, it's about that, just going someplace and like finding yourself. And I have a line in there about Native Americans. I recently found out for sure that I'm like, 
part Native American, which I thought was pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I did nothing, but I take all the honor. <laughs> it explains your, your long walks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, how, how were you able to find out? Oh, my parents took a DNA test. My dad's like a third. I was like, whoa. I could see it. <laughs> whoa. I could see it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> amazing. And um, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years going with your music besides albums and touring? Do you see anything specific? Well, I don't know. Like, I have a, I don't know, my, the things that I like are, like, I love playing, just playing, like, guitar and playing this type of music, but I don't know. I also love, like, like, cinema scores and stuff like that, so I love, I just love, like, layering things. That was the whole part about trying to teach me, like, teaching myself how to play piano and um, just doing things like that, just getting like a bigger sound, which you kind of need. You kind of need other people to play, you know, to to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you could be like Dave Grohl and just play all the instruments. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I think I could play everyone, but I don't know. I'm not like I don't know about drums. Mm. Like that's the only like I I could see myself playing like bass and everything else, but I'm mm-hmm. like I just don't think I would be that great at drums. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> yeah, well, I should try, yeah, for sure. Something to learn. I think we have time for an, one more song. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, there you go. No, pick no worries. Pick out the right key Oh, I didn't know there was more than one. Yeah, you have to pick out the right key uh, oh. for the song. I knew that, Isha. Yeah, there you go. I've only seen those big ones. G. <laughs> well, this is in the key of C if you want to follow along at home, go. folks. <laughs> Very awesome. Oh, this is called She's from Reno. She is from Reno. She don't play no king, no. Always has to go away. Baby, can't you stay? She's from Reno. She won't tell you so. Daddy went and ran away, and now she does the same. Go away, 
baby, can't you stay? That one faded out so quickly. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make it like an early Beatles song, just short and to the point. There <laughs> you go. Anything longer. <laughs> so what's so special about Reno? Um, actually, well, this, uh, <laughs> who's from Reno? <laughs> I, I was actually, I look at like this is gonna be like some sort of like this great love I had with some girl, but it's not really that way at all. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but uh. I was at Outside Lands and like with a friend. Actually, a friend helped me write like that that kind of chorus. So if it ever becomes like a, a hit, I have to give him some of the money. But um, and I we met some girl from Reno and we we're just kind of messing around with the song. Like she's from Reno, she don't play in Okino, and it was like I'm just like, well, this is like the worst song ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> but one night I went home and I wrote the rest of it. I'm like, well, this turned out pretty good. But a lot of those verses are so a lot of my songs are. are uh, of course, uh, autobiographical, but I'm just, just kind of like mushing people together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things in my life. So. Right. So yeah, there's definitely some truth there. <laughs> Got it. What well, year it's was that? It's camouflaged. What was that? What year for Outside Lands? Oh, uh, this was like this year. This year. What what, what a money pit that was! <laughs> oh my God. This Last year. And it and it gets more <laughs> intense every year, right? It's like oh, harder man. to get tickets for it. Oh. Yeah. Well, who did you pay all that money to go see? I saw Mumford. Well, I actually bought a three-day pass. <laughs> I bought a three-day pass for like 200 bucks, which was a deal. Yeah. And then I went the first night, and it, I, get I was with a group of people. I got too out of control. I went the next day. I sold my ticket, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. It's just too much. It's too much money because everything in there is like $15. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, sometimes, well... I like the kind of the small things, small little festivals better. That's kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. And then there's Hardly, hardly Strictly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Brian Adams was there last year. That was a big thrill. I was like, whoa. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I went, we went this year, or last year also. So it was enjoyable. I feel like that's something I want to try and do more often. Cause Brian Adams wasn't there last year, was he? Yeah, I think he was. Well, was maybe, maybe it was the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah year you're before. probably right. Yeah, there you so go. I was like, no. He wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so many festivals, so little time. Oh, there's, there's more. I feel like there's more and more of them popping up, not yeah. necessarily in California, but just across the board. It's Everywhere. like, yeah, yeah. we well, have got, Napa yeah. going on too oh, soon, dude, right? See how expensive that was. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like three, also three, close to three hundred, right? Yeah, because the Stevie, I love Stevie Wonder, because he's probably one of the reasons why I want to buy like a bass. But um, I was like, wow, you could see Stevie Wonder. I look at it on the tickets. I think it's all sold out anyway. So the first day, like regular, the regular ticket was like 300 bucks. And I was like, oh my God, it's like a car payment. <laughs> yeah. And we've already seen most of the main acts. She saw Stevie Wonder. We saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. Paul McCartney. We saw Paul McCartney. We saw Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I mean, there's there's only one person we didn't see. David Bowie! <laughs> he was never there. But, Son of a gun. But he could have been. He could have been. That's you the only really one that... You see, like, your favorite band at a festival anyway. Yeah. It's like, what is it, like... Well, minutes? I mean, we go there for the big names. We we know we can't afford to go see Paul McCartney, because like, it would be the same price, oh, yeah. probably. Pretty much as a festival but you would see way more at a festival than you would at just you know, at your favorite mm -hmm. bands you know yeah. so it's worth it so, it depends on what you like I guess but um you just gotta be smart about 
what you bring in. You can bring in food. You can bring in. Uh, you can't bring in water, but they get free water. Like you gave free water last if year. If you buy your can, bring if, your canister. Yeah, if you bring your canteen. So it just depends on on how prepared you are, basically, or how drunk you are going to be, so you wouldn't care. <laughs> you gotta but, go and you hear about those people who like bury their liquor like in Golden Gate Park for yeah, outside yeah. <laughs> I, I actually saw somebody <laughs> dig up a huge <laughs> bottle of wine. Those are some dedicated drunks, right there. And then, yeah, and then somebody <laughs> took like they planted a um, bottle of Fireball inside of a loaf of bread. Whoa! Yeah, they just that's one heavy loaf. Some heavy bread you got there, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever you got to do, I guess. But yeah, because it gets expensive. But eh, it's fun. It's Once the a experience. Year, three time, three days a year. Two days a year. Three, three days, three days a year. Three days. Three days. <laughs> three days for days. Green days. <laughs> hopefully they'll be there soon oh my god yeah that's the cool. other one i've seen them a handful of times but love to see them again it's love an experience but i'm sure it's going to be different now because i saw them before american idiot green day, green day. Oh, green day. <laughs> yeah it's a good one well i think maybe one more song okay yeah, yeah sure I'm going to do something a little more uplifting. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Every excuse in the book 
love in your hands. Take reality on command. Martinez, and thanks so much for stopping yeah, no, on by. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, where, where can we find you online again? Uh, Facebook or SoundCloud backslash Joslum, J-A-S-I-E-L-U-M. Definitely, and hopefully we'll be seeing you at a oh, upcoming show yeah. at some or point. on Street Corner. <laughs> there you go. Do you do busking? Sometimes, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, thanks again. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you. And our continuing coverage of David Bowie. Because we just got to...
Ever, ever. 
Feet and they die upon 